You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. Hello and welcome to Cam's Talk. I'm Mark, your host, and for this episode of the show, um, we're going to be looking at mental health, lockdown, and also how to manage at this time. Now, lockdown has affected us all as such. Um, Everyone's daily life has been significantly affected, and our normal daily routines have changed overnight, and many of the things that we took for granted are things that we're currently having to do without. Now, we've seen lots in the media about how and when we can expect things to go back to normal, but the messages can feel a bit vague and unclear clear and also lead to lots of debate from those with and without a professional opinion and no one can really predict what the new normal will look like anyway. Now um, a decision uh, that has brought substantial change for many of us is the suspension of education and at a time where many teenagers were gearing up for exams and getting ready for university suddenly their education looks quite uncertain. Now, for younger children who are maybe too young to fully understand what's happening, this might be a confusing time being at home with their family and away from their friends. Uh, But for others, it might be a time for creativity and finding out what to do with their newfound boredom. But for many, their education hasn't stopped just because they're not at school. This temporary new normal still has its expectation and demands, with changes such as work being sent home, video link classes, increases in use of online learning and also being taught by their parents. But for many, in the new classroom environment at home, there can be new challenges. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at some of the challenges faced by those in secondary education, and as such, I'm very pleased to welcome today's guests. Firstly, I'd like to welcome Nikki Scott. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Mark. Yeah, Nikki's one of our service uh, participation leader for Bedford, and also my sidekick on the podcast. I've not done one without you so far, have I, Nikki? No. no. All right. We've also got Lawrence Chung, who is currently on the NHS graduate scheme and is working for CAMS as an operational lead while studying for his master's degree. Hi, Lawrence. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Really happy to be on my first podcast, to be honest. <laughs> and also, we have our three service users. We have um, Victoria. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we also have Kiri and we also have Lucy. How are you two? Good, thank you. It's nice to be back We're on the great. podcast. It's good to finally be here. Thank you for having me. Excellent, no problem at all. So I'm just just having a look at it. We're, we're thinking about the way that education is at the moment. I mean, as I've just said, it, there's been quite a, a sudden upheaval that nobody really planned and prepared for. And so I'm just wondering, um, I'm just wondering, Victoria, just how, how has it affected you so far? Um, considering like I'm in year 10, so I'm not quite like doing my GCSEs this year, but like obviously, we still have to teach ourselves the course, like the rest of it. So, I mean, it's been good having teachers send stuff home because at least there's some sense of normality. But it's also, like, hard getting the full course in by yourself. Absolutely. I mean, Nikki, you have an opportunity to talk to lots of different people, don't you, in the user participation group. What's your impression of how things are? I think some people are really taken to the the new normal and are being very um, organised, very efficient, working um, working through a very um, definite timetable each day, um, and that's absolutely wonderful. Um, but for other people, they're they're really struggling, really struggling with. Um, n- 
the change in routine um, and actually keeping up the enthusiasm to to participate they're feeling quite bombarded with all of the work that's coming through or at the opposite end the lack of support that might be there so victoria i know you are one of those who's are highly organized very very um dedicated to your schoolwork. so do you want to tell us a bit about what your day looks like I mean, yeah, like for me, it's been quite hard. And so my schedule has obviously changed and it's very packed. Like I, I literally follow my school timetable like to the T. And so that's quite hard. Kerry, how about you? Because you're, what year are you in at school? I'm in year 11, so I'm in my GCSE year. Okay. And obviously... GCSEs is, has changed, hasn't it? You would have been mm-hmm. probably sitting an exam today or is it half term this week? Um, I think we would have been doing our exams. I think we would have started back on the 8th, which a lot of us were actually quite prepared for. But mm. unfortunately, due to the circumstances, things had to change. So for all of us, it's made it very difficult. And I think for every child around the world and even like, you know, A-level students who are going to do their exams, I think in a sense, some of us are really happy because it's like, yay, no exams. But at the same time, we look at it and we think, well, actually, hold on a minute. We can't exactly make a change in our grades now. We have to just go on with our predicted grades, which can be really, really difficult because we know in so many ways we could have improved. So do you feel perhaps a little bit cheated that you didn't get the opportunity to sit your exams? Or 100%. I mean, it's kind of quite difficult really because I know looking back at my mock results, I definitely could have done a lot better and, knowing that I can't do that, it's very, very difficult for me. So quite a frustrating time then. Yeah, definitely. Lucy, do you want to talk a little bit about your situation? Because you're year 11 as well, aren't you? Yeah, sure. I'm kind of the other side of the coin because, well, when this all started to happen, I was with my medical needs lessons, preparing for my exams. And I, I was in quite a unique position, but you know well pandemic very unique position um for everyone um but I'm one of the few fortunate people that was doing well in their studies but the barrier was the exams and the anxiety that came along with that um so for me you know predicted grades um teacher assessment that was what I really needed Um, But also leading up to when, you know, we went into lockdown and school started to close, I had a lot of anxiety because I thought either our exams could be cancelled, which would probably be one of the better things that would happen to me, or they would be postponed, which would have been the worst possible thing that could happen to me because I was very much surviving on the fact that my schooling would finish at a certain point and I wouldn't have to cope with it anymore. So what was your feeling then when they actually announced that they were going to be um, not going ahead with with the exams? How how did you feel? Um, I kind of freaked out. (laughs) Um, Because, see, for me, I'm someone who's had a really, really bad relationship with their education. Um, So I, 
you know, I'm the kind of person who would dread every single lesson. And I've come out of school, which has been the catalyst for my improvement in my mental health issues, because I just needed to escape that environment because it was so toxic for me. And then, but I was still really struggling with my medical needs lessons at home. You know, Mm. I hated them. And although being out of school was great for me, when I had the lessons at home, um, something that's really important for me is to be able to separate my home and work environment. I don't right. like it when they bleed together because it means okay. you either can't do work properly because you're in home attitude or you can't enjoy being at home because you're in work attitude. But when I found out that they were cancelled, for me, it was just what I'd been desperately hoping would happen but thought would never happen. But then there was also the guilt that came along with that when I knew that, you know, for some people it would be the most unfair thing that could have happened to them. Mm. So it sounds like there were, so, so it sounds like, I mean, you're, you're similar to me, Lucy, home, home is home and then work is, is somewhere different. And, mm. and, and sometimes it's, it's uh, for, for me in my head, that does me better for my mental health to keep those two, those two arenas separate. But I guess what I was just interested in what you were saying there, Lucy, about how, how in, in some ways that's the way it is for you, but all of a sudden education has had to move into home much more now and I'm just wondering um Victoria Kiri did either have either of you experienced that that it's kind of weird to bring it's kind of it feels as if part of your personal space has been invaded by schooling having to come into home um 100% really because you know you come home from a stressed day at school and you're like you just want to chill out just do whatever you normally do and the thing is now having to bring schoolwork into home it's quite difficult because you have to try and get into a sort of organized, you know, thing where you have to like have schoolwork and focus on that. And then you want to have your normal time. And it's very difficult to put both of that together because it kind of makes your mind go all able and it's kind of stressful really. But it sounds Victoria that you've managed that. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm, I think that I don't have an off button basically. Like (laughs) when I'm in work mode, I won't stop working. And so I'm kind of finding it all right, like being in my home because I've not in my bedroom, I've now made it my office and I just work and sit at my desk and just finish the day. And I don't really have troubles. Like I understand why people would. That's just my personality. I can completely like understand why people would feel like that. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to have like that ability to do so. Is there a danger, though, do you think, Victoria, that you find it hard to switch off then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it is, mm. it's a weakness and a blessing at the same time. Yeah, because I must admit, obviously, we, we have quite regular contact. We're still doing our service user groups online, and so I'm seeing you guys twice a week, um, not in the same way, but we've adapted really well. Um, and, you know, I I whenever I ask you, you know, what you've been doing, it's always schoolwork. And I do have, you know, a little bit of a concern that, you know, when do you have time for you? When when do you actually yeah. just chill and not work? And that's, that's my parents as well. They're like, can you come play with the dog now? Like, it's time. And I was like, no, I still need to finish this. But like, obviously, it is like hard for me to switch off. But at the same time, I kind of like it because I'm organised and I like getting stuff done. But productivity looks different for everyone. So. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Lawrence, how are you coping with your studies? Because obviously you're working still at CAMS. Um, I know you are still going into the clinic as well, aren't you? Yeah. So as Mark said, I'm on the graduate scheme. So I guess my, my perspective is geared towards more of a uni or postgraduate kind of perspective. And actually, you'd be really surprised with kind of how many similarities, but also differences there are in how we study. So some of the, yeah, I've been going into the clinic um, quite a lot, actually. And it means that after work, that's the time that I get to study. So my work-life balance has kind of blended a bit. And it's quite interesting to see how everyone else is actually doing it. Because sometimes, I mean, it really does stress how important um, doing what works for you is. So you've got people like Victoria who, who really who really do excel at school and you know, that schedule works for them. So, you know, keep it by all means. And then you've got people like Lucy who, you know, that schedule might not work for them as, as well. And so you've got that opportunity to do something yourself. So I've been kind of, I've, I've found that I'm really great at actually working at night. So studying at night is actually my thing. So that's one positive thing that's really, you know, just come out of from this pandemic. So with regards to taking time we talked about where you're working are you all all three of um the girls are you all sort of do you use um your bedroom as your learning environment or do you go to another room because I'm always interested in you know how how you switch off how you separate the two yeah Kiri where do you work um I work downstairs in the dining room because it's got a wide space and I know I can just concentrate and I can focus because I just put my headphones in listen to my music and just you know focus on the task at hand really um Victoria you've already mentioned that your bedroom is now your office yeah I mean I like working now I've got loads of natural light my schedules are up I have loads of motivational quotes in my room so I just find it works for me but obviously some people don't like that because they're like that's my bedroom that's where I have a break from life but I I feel like I can adjust to anywhere but my room is my chosen spot okay and when you're so when you have your schedule and it comes to you talked about the school day being your day so does that mean at four o'clock that you switch off your computer oh uh, I wish I would finish that early but um, yeah, I feel like when obviously as much as I love my bedroom like to hang out I also like go into my family and sit in the living room when I have time so because like when I'm in my room I'm by myself and so it's nice to like break away from that and go to the living room say with my family and my dog so that's like kind of my break from it so you take yourself away from that learning environment rather than take the learning environment out of your bedroom so you don't just shut the laptop and yeah. cover the schedule over okay lucy when you work do, where would you work do you have a when i work <laughs> <laughs> well as you said you now you you now don't need to work yeah, I'm, mean, sure, I'm sure nikki didn't mean that to be a loaded question but it did sound like one didn't it yeah so <laughs> i know it's just it's just funny um, well my kind of see I I am often kind of known as the person who kind of hates the education system which sounds really hatey but (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but I actually love to learn and I'm one of those people. So for me, I'm still learning. It's just changed radically for me. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I'm learning to manage in quarantine as well is my ASD, how I often get super, super focused on certain things that I want to do all the time. Um, so there's, it's kind of, I have to draw lines between my kind of obsessive-ish behaviours and then things that I know I will want that I have to do to get to the places I want to go in the future. Um, so at the moment I'm preparing for a um, video audition for a local drama group. So I like um, schedule times in the day where I have to do specific things to prepare for that. Or I spend a time on, on my piano. So I learn, it's almost learning these skills, like how I'm practicing and also learning how to manage my kind of personal timetable a lot better, which I think is really beneficial. So for you, absolutely. Liz- Sorry, Mark. I was going to say that sounds like a really productive use of your time, and I know that you know the young people that that I work with are doing all sorts of amazing things and learning in all sorts of amazing new ways, um, which is fantastic because it's not just education is not just about schoolwork. It's not just about studying for your GCSEs. You know, I think. A lot of people at the moment are talking about the the life skills that they're acquiring and how how their day is completely and utterly changed. And we're all learning to appreciate something different. So you mentioned the piano. Yeah, it's I because I'm going on to do a music course in September. Fantastic. Uh, kind of technology composition. So whilst I don't need to be able to like sight read and play music and stuff it's always beneficial and it could help me compose so it's you know it's a little skill that I'm trying to develop and you're quite crafty as well you're quite into crafting as well aren't you yeah I am I kind of never used to see myself as an arty person but when I give it a go I do really enjoy it and I think yeah. one of the things that you just said, Lucy, was something that I was I was wondering about because I think, um, because I I have a I have a teacher that lives in my house with me, and so I I kind of hear a lot about um, a lot of professional views about how this is affecting education, how this is is maybe um, bad for students, the lockdown. But um, there's also another side to it. I do wonder, and this I guess it's more of a question than a than a statement. Um, I, I wondered for myself is has this lockdown been been a real unique opportunity for people to kind of learn about themselves and maybe be in that unique position of of, of actually finding different ways to do things and different ways to I don't know do their schooling or, or lots of other things because it's it's an unusual time and there's not I don't think that well certainly not in my lifetime there's ever been a time when you know anybody has ever said spend two months away from school or work and uh, we'll give you a call when you can come back um so what I'm just wondering for each of you has there been has there been anything that you've learned about yourself as a result of um being sort of in lockdown and away from school um well I think really like in a sense it helps us to find our identity and like learn different things about ourselves like the different types of things we like for example learning a different language or you know learning how to create music or something like that I mean for me I'm someone who has always wanted to learn a new language for example Korean and I'm trying to be able to teach myself and it's quite difficult but when you're picking up these different skills it actually will help you in your future lives really 
Yeah, because that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, because Victoria, I think you you made the point, didn't you, that education doesn't always need to be a conventional sit down in front of a textbook yeah. and be there for forty minutes learning about physics, then mm-hmm. biology, and so. What are some of the ways in which you know you would encourage other people to think about education? Um, I love documentaries, like anything, like but even nature. Nature's a lesson. Just go outside. Obviously, social distancing. Outside safely, but um, yeah, there's so many ways to learn baking, painting, mindfulness, drawing like, the opportunities are endless. You just need to find what works for you. Like, learning is also subjective, like, something that works for me won't work for someone else. So, yeah. Mm. And and I think that the I guess there are there are some people out there that do hold the theory that education at the moment can be quite prescriptive, as in this is what you need to do. And I guess that sometimes you know we also hear it, don't we, Nikki, that um, education the way that it's run um, conventionally doesn't actually suit everybody's needs. And and I think um, and I think Lucy, you were kind of alluding to that when you were talking about about your experiences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, it's kind of odd because when I was younger, you know, in primary lower school, I was always that child, you know, all the teachers loved me. I was in all my top set, you know, they're all around a child who everyone thought was going like, oh, yeah, going places or what, which that in and of itself, I don't like ranking children like that. It's Mm. not nice. Um, But then for me, slowly over time, it all slowly crumbled away. And it just kind of, it goes to show that it's not just, um, you know, your smart kids or the middly kids or the kids that struggle like that. It, struggling with the school system is in no way um, entirely, you know, different bands of people, I guess. It's universal. Mm. Um, not sure how to explain it. But what I suppose what's good to know, Lucy, is that I know it, it took some time, but eventually um, it, they worked out a system for you to be able to continue your education whilst getting support. Um, do you feel, I know, I know, you know, it's not an ideal scenario and school isn't, clearly mainstream school isn't for everyone, you know, they're, some people sail through and other people really don't. Um, but did it feel like it worked out in the end for you to be able to finish your education or not finish it because of obviously not being able to sit your GCSEs, but you talked about how you were feeling um, that you were really on top of your schoolwork. Well, frankly, even when I was at home, I had a lot of challenges, you know, when I've been in this active kind of teaching lessons, GCSE syllabus kind of stuff with education, it's never gone well for me. You know, I still frankly hated my medical needs lessons. You know, I was miserable all the time. And I think something that's occurred to me now that we're in quarantine is there's currently an like global pandemic. We all have to stay inside almost around the clock with so much limited things that we can't do anymore. But somehow I'm still emotionally much better off than I was before. And that's because of how big of an impact my schoolwork was having on me. Mm. So Kiri, I'm just wondering, um, you, you were talking about how, how doing education at home now was kind of encroached on, on kind of your, your, your personal space in some way. How are you Mm -hmm. managing that? Because I would imagine that 
um, with having to do schoolwork now at home, in, in some ways that I'm just wondering, if, has that affected you in any way from the point of view of your mental health? or and, and if so, how do you manage that? I mean, in a sense, with the anxiety, it's very, very difficult because you have a lot of other things going on that you've been through so many difficult experiences and challenges that you're just trying to find a way to manage them along with your schoolwork. But for me, I've created a schedule where each day I will do a different subject along with the whole learning of Korean. And each day, it it depends on the subject. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. And in a sense, I do find a way to be able to manage my mental health at the same time because when I'm focused in my work, I manage to let my troubles all just float away. But at the same time as well, when I've done my education, I will just do something on my laptop and then I'll just go upstairs, listen to music and just relax and just let my body just take me to some other world where I can just, you know, take all the bad troubles away from me and just try and stay calm. Because I think during a time like this, there's loads of children who suffer with depression, anxiety, ASD, all these different mental health issues. And for some of us, it's very, very difficult. And some of us are only just discovering that they've got it. And I think a long time ago, if we had this back in the 1950s, I think a lot of people would have struggled a lot because they wouldn't have known where to go for help or how to be able to manage it. Whereas now we're in the 21st century and we're able to understand all of that. Yeah, that sounds quite heartfelt. Yeah. And and I think mm. and I think one of the, I think what's jumping out for me in this conversation that we're having is that um you know I think we've all that that the the lockdown and and having to do education at home has got a spectrum of different effects on people. For some people mm. it suits them more um because mm. actually being at school is the anxiety provoking thing. And for others um it's not made a it's not made a particular difference. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking, um, Victoria, you were saying about how now you're at home, you've got your schedule sorted and you're running with it. And I guess there's other people like yourself, um, yeah. Kerry, that's kind of had to find a way of getting that balance right for you in order that you can look after your own mental health needs, but also do what you need to do with regard to your education. Yeah. Um and, and I think I mean it's very difficult. Mm. But I mean, at the same time, like you've got to find different ways of how to manage it. I mean, there's so many kids who are either younger than us teens or even adults. And at the same time, you get some adults who go to work and just really, really struggle with everything. And then you get the kids who go to school, don't really have the best of experiences because they're either being bullied or their education's just being really difficult for them. And at the same time, I guess the way to look at it is that actually we're actually getting through it together. If we ask for help, we can actually like get through it a lot better. Mm. So where is everyone? Um, Victoria, um, obviously you've got regular contact with your school. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you reaching out to them on a regular basis for support? Are you getting support? I've had to say that my, my teachers are amazing. Like I didn't, I was like skeptical at first whether I should email them. But, like, as soon as you send that first email, just like, oh, do you, do you mind actually explaining this a little bit more? Like, I don't really get it. I'll send you an email back, like, in a heartbeat. Like, and they're just so willing to help. They'll be like, oh, it's fine. You can send it whenever you like. If you can't get it done by this date, that's fine. And, obviously, teachers have their own life, too, so mm. they won't always reply. But it's just nice to see them, like, show that they actually care. Yeah. 
So a shout out to teachers during this time as well. Yeah, because I mean, it must be difficult for them too, because I guess for, te uh, for teachers also, they've had to adapt a very different and creative way of actually supporting you guys at home too. So, so yeah, so a shout out to all the teachers out there as well. And it, so it doesn't feel for you, Victoria, like there's too much pressure on you. I mean, obviously, like, for example, yesterday or Sunday, so I cleared all my tasks. I had an empty task. And then as soon as this morning, 8 o'clock hit, I had like 17 tasks all at me. So it is a lot of pressure, but obviously mm. you get stuff in throughout the week. And by Friday, you've got three tasks left. And then by Sunday, you've got zero. So it's, it's fine. Like, you can get it done. You just need to not overwhelm yourself with the number. Okay. And do you feel like if you said actually I am feeling a bit overwhelmed by this it is a little bit too much do you think that there would be the capacity for you to step back a little bit I mean, I'm sure if I, if I asked the teacher whether it would be okay they'd say yes so Kerry what's your plans for September uh, um, my plans for September is to study performing arts at Bedford College fantastic are you looking forward to that a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, when I got into college, it was, it was a real shock because I actually found out the day that I auditioned, which was like, whoa, because you kind of think they're going to take weeks to sort of decide. But the fact that they just like told you on the day, it, it makes you feel absolutely incredible. And is, then, is that grade dependent or? Uh, I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, I'm still learning about the course as I go, really. So mm. I guess I've just got a try and work hard and just show them the best of my ability I guess so have you got any prep work to do for that have they actually set you any tasks to do um no they haven't actually but I mean each day now and I think on the weekends I'm just doing different things based upon it so I'm going to start like doing some little drama things I mean I do dancing on the weekends so I always find something to do just to kind of help me really and I mean there's certain dances, like some people don't listen to K-pop music, but I'm someone that does. And, you know, I'm trying to learn some of the dances for it. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, it's quite difficult, but it's actually a whole lot of fun. And I'm actually managing to get the hang of it. So I'm definitely enjoying it. Brilliant. And Lucy, you mentioned already your plans for um, September. Yeah. Is it September you're going to be starting? Mm -hmm. I'm also going to Bedford College to do music technology and um so i had my interview over the phone and i think it is technically a grade conditional offer but because the grades are all from like predicts and teachers assessments that's kind of an odd you know that's hard to define um mm. but it's good because i feel like at first um when i you know figured out what i wanted to do I kind of panicked because I'm a panicker or I get like really, really sucked into things because I think if I want to succeed at this, I have to do this, 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 this. Whereas I haven't been set anything to do for music. Like they haven't told me, you know, I asked if there was any software I could use and they gave me an example. So I had a bit of a look at it, but I'm just kind of, you know, this for me, this situation that we're in isn't supposed to be sustainable you know, we couldn't live like this for months and months for all sorts no. of reasons. So I'm just kind of chugging through and I'll get there when I get there and it will be okay. 
And you know what? I think that sounds like a good piece of advice for all of us. Chug through it. Get there when you get there. It will be okay yeah. in the end. And I think we'll. Yeah, and I yeah. think we'll all. Do, and I think each of you has kind of kind of said that. But but each of you has got your own unique approach to that. And I think and I think that that is something that you know what is happening with this is unpredictable. Nobody really has an idea of where we're going to be in two or three months' time when it comes to education or anything else. Um, and so I think there there is uh, there's this part of it that is just. A case of just do what you need to do on a day-by-day basis um do what you need to do to look after yourselves and not try and control the things that we can't control um you know and i think you've only got to you've only got to watch anything on social media or or on the news or anything to to kind of to kind of see that things are things are being presented as this is the way we're going to do it and then a week later or even a couple of days later it changes again so i think it's just about be doing what you need to do on a day-to-day basis, making sure that you've got that balance right between, um, I guess, all of the um, all of the commitments that you've got, but also do what you need to do to look after yourself. Yeah, I think if I was to have two pieces of advice, and obviously this is advice coming from the person who's currently got no like work commitments at home, but from my experience, my advice would be don't overthink it. You know, if, if you're in quarantine and doing your own little thing and you're feeling kind of okay but then you're stressing about maybe I should be doing this maybe I should be doing this just don't overthink it if you're doing okay that's great that's like that's all that you've got to do um and also uh, often what other people are doing seems really amazing so you know you might have a friend who's learning Spanish or someone else who's learning to tap dance and you think oh my goodness I need to be spending this time properly but often to those people one it doesn't feel amazing when those people do it you know I do things that I think are totally normal and someone might say wow that's so amazing and I think is it (laughs) okay so don't expect it to feel amazing don't expect yourself to get this somehow beacon of productivity and efficiency because it's it just doesn't work like that most of the time I think that's a really, really good point that you've just raised there because I think there is this, and this is this is a another subject really for a future podcast. Um, but it it does feel quite competitive at the minute, doesn't it? It's like, oh my god, everyone's talking about all these amazing things that they, you're doing, and and I I felt it sometimes. You just think. I really just haven't got the energy to do anything today and nothing that I've done feels worthwhile at all. Um, And that's okay to have days like that. Mm. And maybe that's the day where you just need to look after you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And it's about, I suppose it's about communicating with people um, and acknowledging that actually we've all got our own milestones and things that we can achieve throughout the day and we can think oh you know pat myself on the back for doing that even if it is just going out for a walk or you know reading a book so we don't all have to be you know doing these amazing sort of um learning new skills and whatever it's just about sort of um acknowledging the things that we're doing to get through the day who who else has got some words of advice, some final words of advice? Victoria, what advice would you give? Um, I would say take each day as it comes. Like, because it can get so overwhelming thinking, oh, I've got to do this next week. Oh, by next month, I need to submit this. No, relax. 
things crop up unexpectedly. You have parents that want you to do stuff as well. So don't think just about school. It's like just take each hour, take each day, like take it slow. Yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> and what about Kerry? you, Kerry? Um, I think the best advice I, I can give is just to stay calm. I mean, it may not always be easy, but at the same time, we're all in the same boat and we're all here together. There's so many people that can help us. So just stay calm and take a break because at the end of the day, if you're overworking yourself, you're just going to get stressed. Lawrence. I guess my number one tip is to kind of, I guess it just kind of echoes what everyone else has said. Just stay, you know, stay on your feet, take each day as it comes. None of us really know what's going to happen next. That's the important thing. I don't, I don't think it's just, you know, um, everyone really doesn't really know what's going to happen next, how we're going to progress. Um, things are going to be scary and it's okay to actually have days where you kind of think, you know, this isn't okay. And, you know, take that time to kind of take care of yourself. You really do. Um, because if you don't, you're, you're kind of, undermines the work your future work it really can impact that as well so yeah wow i think that's a really good place to finish the podcast that was excellent everybody i've, I've got to say every time i do one of these podcasts we're not we're not quite sure what it is that we're going to get nikki are we when we start but you guys have just no. have just given such good advice and have really kind of shared your experiences of just the way things are and i'm pretty sure that there's other people out there that have got similar experiences to each of you so um i just want to thank each of you lawrence thank you for coming on today and uh, this is your third pot first podcast are you thinking of doing another one with us I will, of course, definitely. Okay, and also thank you to Kiri and Victoria, who are also new to the podcast scene. Are you interested in coming on and doing again? 100%. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, what about you, Victoria? <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. I definitely want to come again. No problem That's at all. Fun. Totally glad to have you. And also uh, thank you to Lucy, who is somewhat of a podcast veteran now. This is probably your third one, I think, I believe. So just want to thank you for your comments. Nikki, also thank you to you for jumping on um, and uh, and kind of help guide things and, and kind of be my, be the, well, I don't know whether I'm your sidekick or you, uh, well, whatever, we're equal We're partners each in other's wingman, aren't we? That's it, that's it. Wing, um, wing persons, shall we say. Wing persons. Wing persons. Thank you so much, everyone, again. Um, I know that we're looking to continue this conversation about education and involve parents and, and get their perspective as well probably parents of maybe younger children and um, get their feedback about um, how they're coping with um, suddenly becoming teachers during lockdown so um, that's going to be a follow-on podcast to this one but for now thank you so much everyone you've been listening to cams talk a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford CAMS team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. 
don't forget to use the hashtag CamsTalkPodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.